You are listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast. I took last week off cast and ended up sharing a few replays because we are reframing and refocusing our attention here at Blooming Inspired Network. And so the podcast needed to take a break so that I could move forward in getting the vision that God has for me. And I want to share something with you. And I believe I'm coming into a season where he's asking me to soar higher. And that means that I'm going to have to evaluate how I present what he's showing me to the world, right? And so this weekend at Bible study, we didn't even get to our Mark 11 passage that we had planned to share because we spent a lot of time in Mark 10. But in Mark 11, we see Jesus make that triumphal entry during the Passion Week into Jerusalem. And so I want to give you just a little foretaste of what our Bible study on February 23rd is going to be about. And then I want to bring you into an understanding that I had yesterday. My husband went this weekend with a couple of different friends and their husbands to um, Bethel Church in Austin, Texas. We had learned earlier this year that Bethel would be launching a campus here in Texas, and we were excited that they were going to be launching it within driving distance of our home. We went to the church service on Saturday and spent the night, and then yesterday we went to the Oasis on Lake Travis and enjoyed the view. We went down into Burnett, and we visited um, a wonderful winery, and I know some of you may think, why would a ministry leader go to a winery? And here's the deal. The Bible says that we are to not give ourselves over to beer and strong drink if we're leaders, but Jesus drank wine, and God refers to himself as the vine dresser, and Jesus is the vine, and we're attached to the vine. So there's much that can be learned from visiting a vineyard and tasting wine and understanding the process of making wine. And um, so, and, and you know, I know there's a lot of controversy out there. If we, we learned it in, at the Baptist uh, youth camp that we went to with our kids that... That was not really wine. It was grape juice. You know what? The Bible says it was wine. It says it was fermented drink. That Jesus made choice wine for the wedding in Cana. That wine is good for the heart and the body and your health. Now, I don't, I don't advocate for being drunk. And if you can't drink wine without getting drunk, then I don't think you should drink it. But self-control is a quality of the Holy Spirit. And so we were sitting there and we were invited to judge some new wines that haven't been released from this particular vineyard. One of the winery owners shared with us some things that he had learned about wine, about grapevines. And they had told us that they have this special system that cultivates warm air across the vines when they have late spring freezes after the budding process begins on the vine. So while we were there, the vines were barren. They said they will bud sometime in the next few weeks and they will have a first bud stage, a second bud stage, and a third bud stage. And that's their natural progression. 
what the vineyard owner shared that was so powerful in, in, in understanding is a bud that w- they, they had taken buds and they had dissected them and they had done almost like a DNA mapping of these buds in this research and the the vine the vine the vineyard owner had not done this but he had heard of research where they had done this and they they mapped them out and they could tell you the life of the vine the fruit of the vine that would be produced uh how big it would grow how many branches it would have are you catching this that all of these details about this vine could be found in this one bud. And what they found was a bud that is produced in an environment of light, an atmosphere of light, will grow and produce fruit. But a bud that's produced in an atmosphere of darkness will not, it will grow leaves, but it will not produce fruit. Do you hear that? A bud that produces that is produced in light, in an atmosphere of light, will bear fruit. But a bud produced in darkness, in too much shade, will will bear leaves, but not fruit. So because of this, this vineyard owner makes it a habit to cut the leaves around his clusters so that they get more light. But then he has to be very careful not to cut away too much of the canopy lest the fruit be scorched by the sun and the heat of the sun and turn to raisins. So it's a very interesting comparison to what I'm reading when Jesus curses the fig tree. Now, if anybody out there knows me personally, you know that I struggle during this season of the year with mountain cedar allergies. I am doing better this year than I ever have. Last year, I had some allergy treatments that did not go well. But whatever happened through them, my prayer to God that he would relieve me of these allergies was answered, I believe. Because I have not had significant allergic reactions that have debilitated me to the mountain cedar that's in the air. And right now, in this moment, mountain cedar and elm, are two of the highest allergens that are out there, and it's the highest it's been this entire season. Over the weekend, it was very, very high. Today, it is considered high. And I watch this stuff because I'm learning that whenever I start feeling those symptoms of my allergies attacking, I check the the pollen count and realize that it's what it is. And I begin to declare in my body that those allergens don't get to attack me. And so you may have heard me say at some point that I didn't know why Jesus cursed the fig tree because the fig trees are good fruit and I want to eat them. But he sure could have cursed that mountain cedar and made it die. I'd like to curse every single one of them. I've said that. But you know, mountain cedar... um, Mountain cedar serves a purpose. It serves a purpose. God created it for a specific reason. You know, cedar is one of the woods that is is talked about in 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 the Bible. 
and it's an aromatic wood. It has a flavor and a fragrance to it. I mean, you can almost taste the way that Mount, uh, that cedar smells. If you put it in a closet, it's going to protect your clothes. It's protective in nature. It burns a hot, hot fire. Uh, my dad was clearing land to build their home here in Granbury. He cut down many cedar trees. And uh, over time, those cedars, uh, uh, we burn those cedars in, in bonfires and things like that, just burning them off. And they made a very aromatic and a very hot fire. And so mountain cedars are not altogether bad. I just don't like it when they release their pollen spores because it affects my voice. It affects my body. It makes me tired. And so in verse 12 of Mark chapter 11, he curses the fig tree. And it says, on the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry, he being Jesus. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, may no one ever eat fruits from you again. Now, I want to bring you to this understanding that I have of Scripture, because in Scripture, it tells us, first of all, in Psalm chapter 1, and I'm going to pull up the New King James Version, because in case you didn't know, that's one of my favorite translations of the Bible. In Psalm chapter 1, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. What do we know to be the law? The law, the fulfillment of the law was Jesus, who is the fullest manifestation of the word of God that there ever existed. And then we have our scriptures, our Bible, which is also the law. It's the word of God fully manifested to us in the person of Jesus Christ. Now listen to what verse 3 says. If you meditate on who the person of Christ is, on the fulfillment of the law, and delight in the scriptures that point us to God as our ultimate source, here's what will happen. You shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in season whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. But the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind drives. Do you know what the chaff is? The chaff is an empty kernel of wheat. An empty kernel of wheat. It has the appearance of fruit, but it's empty on the inside. It is the equivalent of someone who professes to believe in Christ but is not filled by the Holy Spirit. There's nothing on the inside. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. And who are the righteous? The righteous are those who are in Christ Jesus. He is our standard, right? And when we put our faith in Him, when we believe in Him and confess with our mouth that He is our Lord, we attain his righteousness. We wear it. We're robed in it. 
We become his righteousness. We live from his righteousness. And here's what verse six is. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Now let me pull up another verse here. See, the latter rains would come. The former rains would produce the normal harvest, but if the latter rains come, they would produce an extra harvest. Hmm. This just popped in my mind. They would produce an extra abundance of harvest after the season had ended. So you would, you would harvest through the regular season and then the latter rains would come and produce more harvest. <coughs> it was God's way of, whoa. It was God's way of providing for the people of Israel. Now listen to what it says in Jeremiah 17 and verse 8. Well, let's go back a minute. So Jeremiah 17 says the same thing that the psalmist said in chapter 1 of the Psalms. He says, For he shall be like a tree planted by water, which spreads out its roots by the river, and one will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will never cease from yielding fruit. And so if we go back to the whole chapter, this is where... And I, I want to check my notes on this because I believe this is where um, I have notes, I have notes, I have notes. Hold on just a second. I believe this is where we discover that Jesus compares a fig tree to, oh, it's Jeremiah 8, compares Israel to a fig tree. So in 178 it says, For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spread out its fruit by the roots by the river, and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. And then he goes on to say, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Do you know that your heart is like the seed? There are things planted in your heart that like that little bud on the grapevine has a destiny, a DNA, and a purpose that can be mapped out just from where the bud was produced and what happens to it after it buds. But the Lord searches the heart, tests the mind, even to give every man to, according to his ways, according to the fruit of what he does. So our fruit is evidenced in what we do. So here's the deal. What we see here in this passage where he curses the fig tree, he came to that fruit. It was full of leaves out of season. Do you hear that? Full of leaves out of season. But Jesus was hungry. And Jesus came hungry to the fig tree. Jesus came to Jerusalem, to Israel, longing to redeem them. Do you see to, to partake of the fruit of what his father started with Abraham all those years ago. But he was rejected 
when he found the fig tree barren. You see, he came to the nation of Israel at this critical point in history where these priests and rabbis and teachers of the law and scribes have been studying the scriptures diligently every day of their lives. They have been teaching the scriptures diligently every day of their lives. And they don't recognize the promised Messiah when he's standing in front of them. The fig tree represents the nation of Israel. And so it ends up, he curses this fig tree because he was rejected too by the nation of Israel. He's, he's foretelling that because of what happened in Israel at the time of his coming, that Israel would be in a state like the fig tree. They wouldn't be bearing fruit. No one would pick their fruit again. They still look forward to the Messiah today. See, we must be careful not to prefer the traditions of men and religious traditions that are held by our belief system, for they will rob us of our fruit. But if we remain vitally connected to Jesus as the tree of life, living by the power of his Holy Spirit, the river of life, we will bear our fruit both in season and out of season. And here is what Timothy says. Timothy says, let me pull that up again. Timothy says, oh, where'd you go, Timothy? Um, in 2 Timothy 4, 2, it says, preach the word and be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. With great patience and careful instruction. You see, what we see in Jeremiah chapter 8 is in direct contrast to what we see in 2 Timothy 4.2. And there is, in Jeremiah's book, there are two or three different occasions when he says this thing where the priest spoke to the people and told them, peace, peace, when there was no peace. They dealt with the wounding in the people's hearts slightly. And so let's read, as we conclude today, 2 Timothy chapter 4. This is Paul writing to Timothy, and it says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap upon themselves, heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, and do the work of an evangelist to fulfill your ministry. For I, Paul, am being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which is the Lord's, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not to me only, but to all who have loved his appearing. 
And Paul says that even when he was accused, he says, at my first offense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. You see, Paul understood. Paul understood that people are, are merely flesh and they can only be strengthened by the Spirit of God. So today I want to conclude as Paul concludes this letter to Timothy in chapter 4, verse 22. And he says, the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit and grace be with you. Amen. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. I'm so grateful that you've tuned in with us again today. And I want to just express an apology. I apologize for not being faithful to get my podcast out every day, to get the yielded devotion out every day. Um, I have... I have really been struggling with time and attention and stewarding my time well. And so last week I began, uh, and part of that's because I don't steward my body well. And I'm just being honest with you about where I am. Um, but I'm learning to, to, that I do have self-discipline and it all comes down to choices And so there are times when I may make a poor choice, but I need to make a good choice behind it to compensate for it. And so uh, it doesn't mean I can't have things that I enjoy. I can't eat the cake forever. It just means that there are times when eating the cake's appropriate, and most of the time eating the cake is not appropriate. And so so I just want to offer an apology and ask forgiveness if if I've disappointed you, if I've caused you to disengage. I hope you're listening today because my heart is to serve you well. And I can't do that if I'm spending myself on things that aren't making a difference. If they they aren't inside the purpose of God for me. And so I am plugged into God today. I've been, I went and got refreshed this weekend and I got just some empowering things happening in my heart and my mind and I learned some things and I've recovered some things and I spent time with my husband which was good and with friends which was good that always fills me up my love language is quality time and so we had a lot of that this weekend and so the the focus is going to shift so I want you to join us today at three o'clock this afternoon because I have a very special message I want to get out to you it's going to come by video and with it is going to be a fabulous giveaway. I'm going to post a picture in the comments on the on the poll that is on Blooming Inspired Network this morning. On that poll, I'm going to post um, a picture of what, what, what I'm giving away. And what I'm giving away is a little wildflower necklace. It's a silver wildflower with a gold center on a gold chain. And it's going to have an inspiring word with that flower. These are, this is a one-of-a-kind necklace. I will never make one exactly like this again. And it will come with a prophetic word written just for the person by name who wins the necklace. And so I'm excited about that. I want you to come back to the Blooming Inspired page at bloominginspirednetwork.com. 
at Facebook, on facebook.com forward slash blooming inspired on facebook.com forward slash blooming inspired you can also find us on twitter twitter.com forward slash bloom inspire net and on instagram at blooming inspired and i might be doing something fun on instagram too i just haven't quite figured out what i'm going to do there with the giveaway so there'll be two necklaces and while parts of the necklace will be the same they will be a gold chain with a silver daisy with a gold center there will be two completely different inspiring words and two completely different prophetic words that come with it. If you are a wildflower woman, this is for you. Go to, and if you're not, join us. Go to our Wildflower Women page and wait for the video, or wait, go to our Wildflower Women group, ask to join, I'll get you in today. I'm gonna to be sharing at this evening a word with you about the direction that we're going in Wildflower Women. We haven't done anything in Wildflower Women. You are not missing anything. I've got a tool that I'm gonna give you to use, and then we are going to begin the process of developing this group, Wildflower Women. And so I've got a giveaway for that too. And it is a prophetic box. It will have gifts that are selected specifically for the person who wins the box. And it will have a prophetic word and a devotional in the box. And you will get that two to three weeks from now. At, because it will all be prepared specifically for the person who wins it. And so I am excited about what God is doing. I am excited about where God is taking us. I am excited that we have an opportunity to grow together in God's word and in God's garden as his blooming inspired women. And so remember, we exist to equip and empower women to walk in their role and reign in God's kingdom. And this podcast network exists specifically to equip and empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. And so if you have a, a testimony, if you feel like God's calling you to start a podcast, please reach out to me. I have a coaching opportunity for you. And it's very inexpensive. We'll host your podcast on our platform. I'll help you with the editing, the setup, the development of the podcast, all of it. And then we'll, we'll launch it here on the Blooming Inspired Network. I'll do an interview with you, and then we'll launch your show. I'm so excited about it. I'm so, so excited about it. And I would love for you to come and be a part of our team here at Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. <sighs> so with that said, I want to remind you, as I always do, blooming where you're planted is the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your lives blooming alive. You have been listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Central Time. To learn more about this podcast, its network, or the ministry of Blooming Inspired Network, please visit bloominginspirednetwork.com and select the podcast link at the top of the page. Thank you for listening.